Good morning. How's everybody today? Good to see you. You glad you came to church today? Tupelo campus, are you glad you came to church today? Amen. Amen. It's so good to be here and to be a part of what God is doing at, at North Star Church. North Star is a place where everybody's welcome. Nobody is perfect, and you got it. You got it. Anything is possible. I'm glad to be a part of a church like that. Uh, we exist as a church so that those that are far from God would draw near to him through the power of Jesus Christ. If you're listening today, if you're attending our services today, I'm telling you there's hope, there's, there's salvation found in Jesus Christ. And it, it's what religion cannot do, Jesus did for us on the cross when he went to the cross. And so I'm, I'm glad to know that I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm glad that, that I can be a part of what God is, is doing here. We welcome our first-time guests, and we also uh, welcome those that are joining us online. And uh, you may be listening live, or you may be listening at a later date, but we're glad to have you part of the services today. And just moments ago, we went live at our Tupelo campus. Make some noise for those guys over there. <clears throat> we're, we're in a series called His Plan. We're uh, coming up on the end of our second week of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I hope that, that this has been a time um, that God has, has revealed himself. And when we started this, this fast, we, we said fasting, whether you're doing it with food or leaving something else out of your life, but when you leave something out, when you take something out and you have to depend on God to be able to do that, that opens the door for God to put some things in, all right? And so that's, that's what we're doing during this prayer, time of prayer and fasting. The series that we're in is His Plan. We've talked about several things like how God wants to bless you and how God wants to, to be, you to be a blessing to others. Last week, we talked about God pouring into our lives. And the more of God that comes into your life, the less of you that, that is, uh, remains. And so today, I want to talk about uh, the subject of order. order. If you have your Bibles, please take them in turn to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, we'll begin to read in, in just a, a few moments. Uh, one, one thing that I despise it really gets under my skin. I, I don't, it, it shouldn't. I don't know why I let things like this bother me, but it's to see an out-of-order sign. Don't like them. Can't stand them. Hate them. Uh, one day, Marla uh, had a flat here uh, at this campus, and uh, I've, I've got one just by chance. I mean, it's just like a miracle that I had the little air pump thing that you plug into the uh, accessory thing in your car and it's like I could almost I could blow air into this tire faster than this little pump will we'll do it but anyway it, it did help us on that that occasion 
we, we started putting air, and it took like forever just to finally get up off the ground. And it got enough air in it to make it to a gas station. You know where I'm going with this? We get to the gas station, pull up, just by the grace of God, okay? That, that poor tire made it that far, pulled up to the air pump, and there was a sign hanging on it, out of order. <clears throat> so we went to another gas station. Didn't have an air pump. Went to another one, and okay, I don't have enough quarters with me. Are you feeling this? But it has, I have never seen this before in my life. I don't get out much. It has a credit card. Who gets air for their car tires and uses a credit card? Well, I, I did. <laughs> I had to. Uh, it, it was my debit card. And so I'm embarrassed. Who pays for, okay, I run the, the card through and it says, card declined. Are you, are you kidding me? This is my debit card. This is my checking account. I know that I have some money. It might not be a lot, but God, I got enough to put air in my tire. And that's another whole story. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and tell it. Uh, the reason it was declined, I had been to, to get gas a couple of days before at, at Kroger, all right? Put my card in, enter my number, declined. I said, so what's, what's, what's up with this? And uh, I went over to the, to the little booth, the thing where you, you can pay. I said, can you run this card because it's not taking it at the pump? Well, just go try it again. I said, all right, this gentleman. I go back to the pump, try it again. He gets on the speakers. And, and this is what it sounds like. God and all God's children, every pump had a car at it. It declined it again. And uh, he gets on the loudspeaker and says... Oh, sir, it declined your card again. I said, please, tell, don't tell everybody. Uh, what it was, it was a good thing, though, that the bank had, had put a hold on my account because there was fraudulent-like activity. And so it, that was a blessing in disguise. But I hate when things are out of order. Have you ever, like, planned your trip out and... You'll be driving down the road. I guess the whole point of that was my card was out of order. Anyway, you're driving down the road, and you've, you've, you've had too many cups of coffee, and you, you know where you're going to stop, right? Because you kind of planned it out in your mind, and you, you, you just, you know, take one more sip of coffee, but that's your limit, all right? So you see the, the, the gas station up ahead, and you pull in, and you go in, and guess what's hanging on the door? of the restroom, out of order. Have you ever felt like, if you got kids at home, 
Have you ever come into the house and realized the house is out of order? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about some today is, is how God puts order in our lives. When we allow God in our lives, he adds order to our lives. I need the order of God in my life. And the, so we're going to talk about that some today. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, and I'm going to begin to read in verse 15. This is the Apostle Paul, and he, he's writing, and this is a scripture I alluded to a few weeks ago uh, when Paul says this. He says, I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not I do not do, but what I have, what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer myself who do it, but it is sin living in me, for I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Now, this is Paul. This is the same guy that said, I'm the chiefest of sinners. This is Paul. This is, I look up to Paul. I mean, he's an amazing man of God, Paul. But he says, I, I don't do it. He says, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do. It is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So Paul was saying the stuff I, I shouldn't do, I find myself doing, the stuff that, that I, I need to be doing, I don't, I don't do that. And so I can relate to this to Paul. I can relate to the message that he's, that he's giving, us, giving us in that I need God's order in my life. And this is what I know. I've got two or three or so of these I'm going to give you. Number one, disorder happens when I choose my desire over God's order. Disorder happens in my life when I choose my own desire, when I choose to go my own way rather than God's way. God has a perfect way. God has a plan. He has a, a purpose for your life. Like what? Well, like to walk with him, to be filled with the Spirit, to, to be a person that's in the Word of God. God has a, a purpose for your life. And disorder, maybe you can relate to this, disorder starts happening in, in your life when you choose your way rather than God's way. When you choose your desires rather than God's desires. Jesus Jesus said it this way in Matthew. He says, but seek first, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Seek, his, seek him first. And so, once again, disorder happens when I don't seek him first. Disorder happens in my life when I don't put him first. Uh, the problem is sometimes we, we've accepted him as Savior, but we don't follow him as Lord. 
He is Lord of all. And I used to pray this, Lord, uh, be the Lord of my life. Well, he is the Lord. The problem is not him being Lord. The problem is, is me surrendering to his lordship. Are you with me? And so that's disorder. That's disorder. Uh, I want to draw an, an analogy to the courtroom. So you go to court. I haven't been to court many times. But you're in the courtroom and you're chit-chatting and you're talking to people or if you're uh, the reason you're at court, uh, you, you'd be talking to your attorney or, or, or whoever. And suddenly, the judge comes in. And this is what I know, and I think this is a good analogy to what, what I'm teaching today about order. When the judge comes in, Number one, please write these down. When the judge comes in, number one, the noise in the room stops. I mean, I'm telling you, it's going to stop or you're going to be kicked out. It's going to stop or you're going to be found in contempt of court. So when the judge comes in, the noise in the room stops. And this is what I want to say. When, when God is in your life, when God brings order to your disorder, the noise around you fades it's not that you don't have issues and storms and problems and uh, trials but when God puts order in your life the noise of the the world and the noise of temptation we 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 are still tempted but the the noise around us stops number two when the judge comes into the room he has our attention and I know this, God wants your attention. And when, when you allow God to bring order to your life, even in the disorder, he gets your attention. And when Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, we need to make seeking him a priority. Number three, every, when the judge comes in, everyone gets still. And you know what I know? I know that when, when God puts order in my life, I can be still. Like he told the Jewish people in the Old Testament, he said, be still. Be still and know that I am God. How many know what it's like uh, to be still and just let God speak? When God puts order in your life, you have that ability. Number four, when the judge comes in, people listen to what he has to say. People listen to what he has to say. How many have gotten in trouble because you were talking instead of listening? How many have gotten, somebody in, in the house uh, knows what I'm talking about. Uh, you, you've got your life off track. You've got your life in trouble because you were talking when you should have been listening. My mama said that that was a major problem of mine. Uh, have you ever stuck your foot in your mouth? Just like, how many have stuck, stuck their foot in their mouth today? Nobody? What about this week? Yeah. I see some hands. I feel your pain. I, uh, Andrea and I were at a, a 
Catch the Vision Conference in New Orleans this week. And um, we, we had the opportunity to speak. And by the way, uh, what, what an honor for our church to, to be there because we were actually at, a, at each one of these Catch, Catch the Vision uh, conference, we, conferences that have a host church and a host pastor. And uh, we had the, the privilege of, of going down there. And we, we heard from, from eight, there were more church planters there, but we heard from eight. We prayed for them, and it was really cool. Our, you know, we're ascending church for, for Pastor Troy Goss, and uh, we got to hear from him, and um, so it was, it was a good conference. One of the church planters stood up, and, and he was like on the heavy side, okay? I'm just going to use the word he used, all right? So uh, not to be offensive to anyone, he said, uh, I'm a fat guy, and, and he, was, he was a pretty good-sized guy, and he says, but I'm not the only fat guy in here. Uh, he, ha- he had a friend, obviously, that was sitting on the other side of the room, and he said, and he was pointing to him because they're both about the same size. You know what I'm saying? And so I- I'm going somewhere with this, okay? Trust me. Um, so uh, I spoke that night, and we prayed over the, mission, the uh, church planters, and then they took us Monday night to Cafe de Mont. Are you with me? I'm on a 21-day time of prayer and fasting. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to, I don't need to drink coffee this late at night, and I'm not going to eat that, though I wanted to. And um, so I'm I'm kind of, part of my job at this conference was to just kind of hang out with the other pastors, and there were 22 pastors and churches represented in addition to the church planters. So I'm, I'm mingling, and I thought, well, this will help not want the beignet or whatever. Um, guess who I spot? The fat guy. So I'm thinking, I'm going to get to know this guy. I mean, he's got some guts to call himself fat. So I walk over to him, and I said, no, I, mean, I, I thought it was the guy he pointed to, his friend. And I walked over to the guy. I said, so you're the fat guy, huh? Oh, uh, it He was, but he wasn't. (sighs) I said, God, how can I redeem myself? (laughs) Uh, He took it uh, very lightly, and I changed the subject quickly. When God comes into your life and brings order, we listen to what he has to say. Number five, we do what he says. So when God is bringing order into your life, just like in the courtroom, you, you do what the judge says. If we'll, just, if we'll let God bring order into our lives. So, well, how can he bring order into our lives? What are some things that he does? Well, when you get into the Word, when you're reading the Bible, God is putting order in your life. It's, it's kind of like I talked about last week. He's pouring. The more he pours into me, the, the less of me that's there. And so as God brings order and direction to my life, that's what God is doing for us. James said it this way in James chapter, James chapter 3. He, in verse 16, he says, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder. And in every 
evil practice. So we need order. And this is what I know. I know that life is really short. I know that life is really short. And I do not have time. And this might be the most life-changing statement today. Please write it down. We don't have time for our life to derail. We need to stay on course. We need to stay on track with God. And, and the more that you're reading the Bible and the more that you're, that you're attending worship and the more order God puts in your life, the more you want to be like him. The more you will plug into the things that, that God uh, uh, blesses. And as you plug into ministry and as you plug into Bible study and and being discipled. You know, being discipled, when Jesus said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe what I have commanded you, he said that means to make disciples. So if, if you're not a Christ follower, listen, it's more than just saying yes to God. It's being discipled. It doesn't just stop, uh, okay, so you're born again. Okay, so you've been saved, and a lot of Christians think, well, that's it. But I'm telling you that God wants us to be disciples. He wants us to be discipled, and he wants us to grow in the faith. So, one, I, life is too short for my, to be derailed. Number two, we cannot afford to be ineffective. Let me speak to the fathers in the house. Your kids will grow up so fast. You cannot afford not to be effective. You cannot afford not to uh, let your kids see you reading the Bible. Let your kids hear you praying at dinner or praying before they go to bed. You can't. Life's too short to be derailed. Life's too short to be ineffective. And so I challenge you today, fathers and mothers, is, is to get into the Word. I challenge you, church, as you're listening today, is to be faithful. To be faithful to worship. Look, I, I usually get places, usually, before anybody else. When my boys were playing football, uh, when they came out of the... Uh, I, I hope that I've not been a good father <laughs> all of their lives, but I hope that they, they can at least remember that uh, when they came out of the field house, their pop was sitting up in the bleachers. I, I like to get places early, and uh, when I get to church, I, want, I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss one note of the song. I want to be able to dive in to worship. I want to be able to uh, experience God in the fellowship of other believers as we worship him. It's so important for God to bring order to your life. And number two, this is what I know. God's order will hold your life together. So, well, I, I'm, I'm going through some difficult days. Well, God's order, his, his purpose, his plan for your life will hold things together. That doesn't mean the winds are not going to blow. It doesn't mean that the waves aren't going to hit you. Have you ever been out like waist deep in the ocean and a, a wave uh, starts to like sneaks up on you? I don't know how it would sneak up on you, but a 
a wave hits you, and it might, it might knock you over. It could even knock you down, but guess what? Every time I've been knocked down, I've been able to get back up. I might be relocated a little bit in the ocean. That's possible. A wave comes and it carries me. But guess what? I might be relocated, but I'm still standing. You might be relocated sometimes with the events and circumstances. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's a, a, a challenge, a difficulty that you're experiencing or going through. But God's order will hold your life together. I like what Paul said in, in Colossians. He says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Don't you just love that? He holds it together. It's him living in you. It's his purpose and his hope and his, his blessing and his spirit living in you that, that holds it together. You see, in him, it works. Outside of him, I'm out of order. When I live my life in him, it works. Whew. It works. It doesn't mean that I don't have the storms and the difficulties and that I'm not tempted or I, I don't have trials, but I know that in him, it works. Outside of him, it doesn't work. Outside of him, I would, I would be doing good just to wear an out-of-order sign around my neck because outside of him, it doesn't work. Inside of him, when, when he's got your life and things are in order, how many are glad that it does work. Amen? Yeah. Can somebody amen that just one more time? When, it, when, it's, when, it's, when it's in order, it works. When it's outside, it doesn't work. And then this one, and that is when God puts order in your life, God's order puts wisdom in your walk. When God puts order in your life, he puts wisdom in your walk. It's, it's his purpose. You're, you're wise. You can, you, can, um, you can face anything. I, I can understand the scripture better when he puts wisdom, when he puts order in my life, he puts wisdom in my walk. I can... I can Read his promises that sometimes I don't understand or I can't fathom. Like, he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. So I, I call on God to, to help me with my problems. I call on God to help me. Sometimes when I, I don't think and I can't understand why things are happening the way they are, Romans 8, 28. Uh, I know that things will work out for the good. It doesn't say that things are all good, but it says that I know that things will work out for the good for those that love God and are the called according to his purpose. 
So I need him. I need to be in this book. I need to, to read that passage in, in Colossians that, that says he, he holds it together. He holds it together. Um, I don't know if, if you've ever flown and you've heard them uh, on the plane say, in case of an emergency, the oxygen mask will drop down. Right? One time I was sitting on a plane and they all dropped down. I'm thinking, oh Lord, we're going to crash until I realized we were still sitting on the ground, but they all dropped down. What did they say to do when they drop down? They say, put your mask on first before you help others. Then help women and children or, or whoever see the next to you, right? Um, but put yours on first. You know what we do sometimes in life? We don't follow instructions very good, do we? So you, if you were on the plane and you, you, you want to help other people because you've got a big heart, right? So you, you start down the aisle and you get about four rows back and, and there's no oxygen in the plane and suddenly about four rows back you're helping everybody else and then suddenly oh my god and you pass out why because you didn't follow the instructions i'm afraid that sometimes we get so busy trying to do things for other people and we're involved in this we're on this team and we we signed up for this and we're helping other people we haven't helped ourselves first and we need that order God designed it on purpose just like he created you on purpose with a purpose and for a purpose there's purpose to the order and here's one more God's order is the only way it's the only option for a supernatural year this year. So I really want to be a good husband. I really want to be a good father. I really want to be a, a good wife. I really want to be a good church member. I really want to be a growing, discipled child of God. You're going to have to have God's order in and for your life. What does that look like? What does his order look like for you? Walking with him. Worshiping him. Don't just, I alluded to this a moment ago, but don't just, don't just show up for church and get a little bit Sunday and then get a little bit next week and maybe it'll be two weeks or so before you get a little more. But be invested in the things of God. Be invested in what God is doing in your life. Did you receive this today? Say amen. Amen. And I just want to pray for you that this year would be the best year of your life because you put him first. You said yes, and you surrendered to his lordship every moment, every day, every decision, every direction that you would follow him. It'll make you a better husband. 
It'll make you a better father. It'll make you a better wife, a better mother. It'll make you a better friend when you say yes to God and yes to everything that He wants for your life. Father, thank you for today and thank you, God, that there's a, there's a, a purpose, a rhythm of letting you have your rightful place in our lives. God, help us to be faithful. God, help us to be who you created us to be, and to live in the victory that you designed for us. Maybe today you realize for the first time that you've never truly given your heart to Jesus Christ. We don't want to close this service today without giving you that opportunity. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And from your heart right now, would you just call on the Lord? You can say something like this, God, I need you. I know I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ paid the ultimate penalty for my sins on the cross so that I could be forgiven. I believe that he rose from the grave. And today I turn, I repent, I turn from my sins and I turn to you, Lord Jesus. Come into my life, forgive me. I put my trust in you right now. And I follow you as Lord. Maybe as a believer, this is your prayer. God, I want you to rule my heart, to rule my life. I want your order. All of you and none of me. And I'm going to ask that everyone at both of our campuses, please stand. I just want to pray this for you. And then as we have these closing moments of worship, would you just take, take this time to reflect on what God is saying and doing in your life? Father, I pray for every person that came to church today or that's listening online. And I just pray, God, for you to do a work, an incredible work. Help us not to just rush out of here today. Help us to, to stick around and to fellowship with other believers. Help us to focus and reflect during this song. God, we, we, we're thankful that you met us here today and we're thankful for what you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name.